Welcome back to the True Transformation Podcast. Today, I have my great friend, Mark Lobliner, repeat guest on the show. He's been on the show before, but I had to get him back on because the first time around, it was just incredible and epic. And Mark just always knows how to deliver entertainment and value at the same time, which is not easy to pull off. So in case you don't know who Mark Lobliner is, well, first of all, go follow him on Instagram at Mark Lobliner. And you'll quickly realize this guy's a full-blown savage. Of course, he's a father and husband first and foremost. And I say that because this guy gets stuff done on every single level at an elite level. You will see his physique and you'll know what I mean. This guy's been in the game for a minute. He's also an incredibly successful entrepreneur. He is the CEO of MTS Nutrition. He is the CMO of TigerFitness.com. He's also a partner in Ambrosia and he is the creator of in my opinion, the best tasting protein bar on the planet, the Outright Bar. And if you don't know who Mark is, I highly suggest you link up with him. Now, I'm going to tell you this up front because Mark's a good friend. Mark and I share a lot of similar views on the world. Uh, we tend to be the guys who are able to see different perspectives and give you clarity and, for lack of a better term, common sense. We just care about people. We don't care about politics. We care about people care about treating people the right way. And Mark talks a lot about that today in today's episode with how he runs his company. And also, we care about health. We care about ensuring you live a long and high quality life. So we get into the weeds a bit with heart health. And this is really an important topic, especially in today's world where people are just a little more conscious of the fact that, hey, there could be underlying health issues that you're not aware of a big one being heart health. And so we talk about some preventative measures that Mark and I both practice to ensure that we're taking care of the internal health just as much as the external. Mark is someone worth following. I will tell you that. And we are partnering with Mark on his Outright Bars to start, and they will be sponsoring our upcoming TT Live event in March. If you're listening to this and it's already past March, oh well. But in March, in Northern Virginia, March 18th and 19th, Outright Bars are one of our official partnerships and sponsors of the event. So we're excited to partner with Mark on that venture and ongoing ventures moving forward. Make sure you connect with Mark at tigerfitness.com. Check out the Outright Bars and check out Mark Lobliner on Instagram. Without further ado, let's jump into my interview with Mr. Mark Lobliner. I will get us canceled. Don't worry. We will We will both be canceled before the end of this show. You know what? I've already been canceled and it didn't work. I've tried <laughs> my best. To get... <laughs> I'm like, I had that one guy, dude. His name was uh, Steve Cox. Yes. C-O-X. And um, it was, a, it was a, two, a year and a half ago, like during, I think it was before, was it, I think it, it, it was, it was during, it was during um, the, 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 the great, the great 2020. I'm not going to say the word because I don't know if YouTube lets you yet. And um. <laughs> I forgot what we got in a fight over, but like, I'm like, dude, I, I, I disagree with you. And I put Steve Cox, but, but with C O C K S and, so, and we just went back and forth and, um, and he finally, um, had, he, he tweeted for all his, I think he had like 20,000 followers. That's how I was probably like at 18. And, um, so he got all his followers to fucking call tiger fitness's customer service. Oh man. So like, and it was hilarious because like, like you got to fire Mark Lobliner. And then they're like, uh, he's, he's, he, he's our boss. He owns the company. <laughs> and so 
So yeah. I'm like, I finally tweeted out. I'm like, yo, I'm like, I understand like you're mad at me for whatever reason. I, I love your conviction, but like all you're doing now is just making Trey and Lacey's day really fucking weird because, <laughs> because they're like, what do you want us to do? Like, and you know, like, I don't like, I don't even call my employees employees. I call them my colleagues. Cause I don't like that elitist shit. Yeah. And, and I, I don't like the word employee. I just don't, I, I, I find it. And I, I might be weird for this. I find it to be almost degrading. I never liked being called an employee when I was an employee. I always felt like it made me feel lesser. And I even will correct him if we're in a meeting. Well, as employees, you know, I'm like, no, 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 no. Wait, hold on. Like at the end of the day, we both get up for the same goal and that's to fucking crush it. Like we're, we're colleagues. I don't care. And that's why I hate titles, but I have to have one because other people like it. You know, who has the best titles? Build-A-Bear. Have you ever heard of Build-A-Bear? Of course. In the mall? Yeah. So they have like chief bear officer. (laughs) head bear accountant like so everything is like a bear i'm like i need to go with that like maybe we could play off the tiger be like chief yes. cub you know or like or like whatever i mean i just hate titles and i don't even know what half my people are like tyler that dude does everything from procure- procurement to forecasting to 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 proofreading labels to taste testing mrps and i'm like oh i was interested we're in a conference call yesterday i have like, hey, here's Tyler. He's, uh, he's, he's the guy. 100%. <laughs> and then he's like, stop misgendering me. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> we're, we're entering an, a new era, I think, uh, here, with business because, bro, like, I'm the same way. I have a guy named Ryan uh, who does so much, right? He's sales. Better not be dead naming him. He, <laughs> he's, he's literally a guy who crushes it on so many different fronts. So if I just called him our sales guy, right? That's like, I feel like I'm, I'm selling him way short on what he does. Yeah. Right? It's like, I, I actually call him like the guy, like he's my guy, like, cause he's literally everything. Right. But yeah, titles, yeah. man, I'm, we got it. We got to get creative. We got to lead the charge with better titles, man. Watch everybody will copy you too. You'll, you'll nobody really, nobody really cares. Like we just work. Like that's yeah. the thing about like the, the environment. So everybody at tiger fitness, everybody, except for our CTO, because obviously like you can't like learn to code no matter what the liberals say like so like he didn't like everybody in our company except for our cto and our coo and 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 everybody started in shipping or customer service for example matt tucker is the greatest internal sales guy in the world i i i would i I mean he's amazing he started in shipping you know, Tyler started in shipping. Lacey, who's our chief customer service and social media, she started in, she started in in, in shipping. So nice. everybody in our company, for example, um, we had a huge sale for Super Bowl Sunday. We didn't expect it to go well. We Super Bowl is not really a sale day, but it, it exploded. Like, dude, we had record days. And so our office was empty because everybody was in the back wearing sneakers and 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 a, and a Tiger Fitness T-shirt shipping orders. Dang. And every Black Friday, we're all hands on deck. This I haven't gone for the last two years, but we used to all bring our families and and we'd ship. So everybody from our CEO to our CTO knows how to do it because we, we made them learn. And everybody knows how to ship. Everybody knows how to answer phones. Everybody knows how to do everything. The only specialties that you can't really do is like, Andy is, is really proficient at, 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 you know, um, coding and stuff like that. And our CTO, he's obviously, he's super nerd. So you can't like, that's something you need to really go to school for. Other than that, man, 
All I care about is culture. Culture is everything. Whether you're a football team or whether you're a company, you know, the, the teams that end up winning, you ever wonder about those teams in Ohio, those football teams who've won state like every year are gone. Yep. It's not because they're getting the best talent. It's because they're playing for something much bigger than them. They're playing for a legacy. They're playing for culture. And if you can build that culture within your team, within your organization, that's 99% of the battle. How do you, how do you do that? Like, where do you start with that? Well, you have to have a mission first, right? You have to have a noble mission. You can't just be like, Hey, it works. I mean, there's a lot of companies that are started to make that started simply to make money and sell. Um, a lot of companies, Hey, our goal is to build this and sell it within three years. Um, my brother was with a company like that before, you know, and it's like, Hey, in three years, here's our exit plan, three years. Now there's ways to do that. And, and that's not the kind of companies I build. But you need to have a mission like it needs to be beyond just like, hey, we want to sell a ton of shit. You need to be doing something noble for us. It is noble. We are trying to better people's lives through fitness and through supplementation and nutrition. That's why we always had like while other other companies were saying like, hey, one million orders shipped um, bodybuilding.com. That's where we got your more than just a number here is our tagline for Tiger Fitness. Bodybuilding.com was kicking our ass. They were number one and they were yeah. amazing. They were they were a five hundred million dollar company. And so when Chad and I partnered up with Tiger Fitness in 2011, I always said, we're never going to be number one, but we'll be a damn good number two. And when they did that, Chad called me and said, this is bullshit. Can you believe that they're just looking at people like as numbers? He was really legit mad. He's like, fuck that. You're more than just a number here. And we're like, oh, hold on. That's a good slogan. So that's, we got, you're more than just a number here. So for us, you know, it's about more than just making gains. It's about optimizing the human condition. It's about helping people. And that's why, that's why we, you'll never go online. Even if people hate us, like, man, you know, I don't like Mark. Cause he, he, um, he voted for Trump or whatever. And, and, but, but man, their customer service is amazing mm. because, because we foster that mentality that the customer is first, the customer is number one. And, and that's what it's all about. So our customer service, our whole brand takes on the expectation of putting the customer and their health and their wellness first and sales sales are a byproduct of us simply giving a fuck. Hmm. If you care about people, EAS, I don't know, I'm rambling today, but EAS was run by Bill Phillips and they used to have a, and I saw this, I was their ad rep at Weeder publications back in 2000 and two 2001 is when this happened and they had a call center i'm talking like 50 phones this is back when people use phones remember those yeah. days are you too young for that <laughs> no, and um dude and they had a rule bill phillips had a rule if you're caught selling you're fired on the spot mm. and the the old adage by bill phillips by a guy named vince andrich was information sells products and that's when you saw muscle media 2000 you saw all these different things where those guys who are pioneers in the adage that if you help people, they'll help you. So it was kind of one of those things for me, you know, as someone who comes from a, a family whose dad died from type two diabetes, whose mom had addiction issues. For me, it was always about how can I help people not die? And then I got really good at, at formulating and flavoring and I'm naturally a good salesperson. So it's it's amazing. If you told me to sell something that sucks, I could probably sell it. Mm. But if you tell me to sell something I truly believe in, like, okay, sell Ambrosia Vita, which is a viral defense product. Man, I will sell the shit out of that thing because I truly believe in it. So if you believe in what you're doing, so 
the key is, you know, run a company with ethics, with morals and with a mission. And from that, you build your culture and also don't hire above people. How would you feel if you're busting your ass at a company for three years and you're making, let's say, let's throw out a number. You're making 40 grand a year. Okay. And then a job and then, and then a job opens up. And instead of giving you an opportunity to get that, I bring in someone off the street and pay him uh, 10,000 more than you. That's How would tough. you feel about the company you work for? Yeah, you, you definitely lose the loyalty, man. So, so the thing about being a CEO is empathy. And that's why I like the fact that I started on the bottom rung, you know, and I still do bottom rung shit. I'm the guy cleaning out uh, the blender at the end of a trade show in a bathroom that smells like piss and fucking fake tan. You know, that's you need to humble and you need to do road shows like I always I visit. I'm going to try mid mid year. Um, we have a lot of big things coming to vitamin shop and GNC. I'm going to try and visit over 500 stores and nothing humbles you more than sitting in a car by yourself all day away from your family and hustling and, and going out there and promoting your brand. So I want my company, my colleagues to see that I'm not just sitting behind an Oak desk and calling the shots. They're going to be like, who the fuck's that guy? He doesn't even work. Cause I've had bosses like that. And I don't want to be that guy. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say you you more than anybody. I mean, this is a perfect segue to what I want to talk to you about today, but I feel like you more than anybody, it's like you you have this uh this work ethic that it's it's almost like a humble work ethic, but it's 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 almost like unstoppable. Like I I followed you for so many years now. Like I feel like a lot of guys gain a lot of notoriety and then they kind of change, right? And all of a sudden they're on that throne and they're untouchable and like they have all these minions working for them. Like if I just look at you and, and and say, all right, I want to model myself after Mark. The first place I would, I would start is like, this guy gets his hands dirty. Got to get dirty. Yeah. Like and, nonstop. Yeah. It doesn't end. Well, I mean, Hewlett Packard's a great company to look at. So Hewlett of the Packard um, relationship, he actually was known like he was, he was all about family. So number one is he wanted to hire people. He, he encouraged inner office dating. Because he always thought that a person with a family will work harder to support themselves because they have more to lose. So whether that's good or bad, you could draw from that. So one is he had conservative values. And number two is that you could find him on any random like Saturday at Home Depot so he could fix up things in house. Lived in the same house after making millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that he did when he started the company. So there's something to be said about simplicity. You know, there's something to be said, and I live in a nice house, but you're not, and I, I'm not knocking people who have nice cars. All my business partners have gorgeous cars and I love driving in them. But at the end of the day, it's just for me, I have a good, I have a good SUV. I have a Yukon. I love it. I'm going to drive it till the wheels fall off. But, but if I do pull up in a Lambo one day, don't judge me. Um, cause, cause I'm still a man. And I still make mistakes or, or make decisions based on, you know, my penis would buy that car, not me. Um, <laughs> But I think I think looking at things as I look at them, the more the, the, the more I, I tend and I don't want to say the word accomplished because I'm not nearly where a lot of people are, but the more I tend to grow. The more I realize it's the simple things that excite me, like, you know, I'm still at the gym every night coaching kids at Legacy of Carbon, you know, like last night I was I was so excited because we put a girl on squats for the first time and we had her on a box squat. Cause it's safe. You, you could, you, you, I'm not going to explain it to you, but to your listeners, sure. when you're teaching someone how to squat, even when you're not a box squat is a very, very effective and way safer option because if you fall, you just hit your ass <laughs> and, uh, and it tells you where to stop. Right. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, that was for me, that got me excited. 
You know, that was like, this is amazing. Like this is, this is life. So I don't get kicks out of material things and I love working. Like, I feel like my life is a waste. If I'm just out there directing traffic, I want to get in the middle of things and I want to be in traffic. I want to be a part of the flow. And also once you lose focus of being in the trenches, you forget how to fight. Mm. I love that. Yeah, bro. I mean, the, the most admirable thing, and I know a lot of our listeners are business owners too, like us. The most admirable thing that I would say, besides obviously your unstoppable work ethic, that's just, it, it never ends and you're always in the trenches, but you are able to stay elite on a couple different levels. Number one is your fitness, right? So for those who don't know you uh, or haven't seen your pictures, um, just go to your Instagram. <laughs> You'll see a few, but um, staying in elite shape, especially when you're doing things like road shows, you're visiting GNCs, vitamin shops. Yeah. You're just nonstop. And not on top of that, you have children who you travel for with. Yep. I mean, you, you have a daughter who's in soccer and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. How do you stay elite, man? I mean, and you're not shy, by the way, you can say whatever you want on this show. I know you're not shy about your supplementation usage and stuff like that, but I think a lot of people have a really like misunderstanding uh, around that stuff. But oh, how yeah. do you, how do you stay on top of the fitness side of things when you just have so much going on? You just do it. Like, so <laughs> I have a planet fit, I, 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 have, I have a planet fitness membership and their their hours are amazing. So if I'm ever on the road and let's say Sam with my my you know my 10 year old or my my 15 year old turning 15 next month, you know, I can go before the day starts and get a workout in. You know, with my daughter, when she has soccer games, she trains before a game. So we'll go to the gym, you know, before a soccer game. It's just a part of life. Like when I'm on the road. First thing I do is when I get to the hotel is I go on Google maps and I type in gyms and mm. it shows you like there's tons of gyms. And then you look at the hours and you make sure they're staffed and you, you just go and you buy a day pass and you're good. Like, and I'm not one of those, you get it done in the hotel gym. No, you fucking can't. Most hotel gyms are just a treadmill and an elliptical. They've gone downhill since like they've actually regressed. Yes. Hotel gyms are worse than ever. And I, I, Look, for me, I need, I need iron. Like I need, I'm addicted to iron. I need iron. I have an iron deficiency. I need to feed it every day. <laughs> you get by with a, a, a resistance bands, honestly, like for the average person, you get a resistance band and we have actually workout articles on tigerfitness.com. I did like 60 days straight of band training, which sucked. Cause I don't really like training Holy bands. Crap. <laughs> well, during, during the lockdown. So I was like, I got to admit, I did lie a little bit and I want to, I wanted this first time I'm coming clean. I was like, yeah, this is all I'm doing. No, I was doing that. And I, I kind of had a buddy who owned a gym and Tennessee didn't really close down. I did all the workouts. I never really said this is all I'm doing, but I think people assumed it. Mm. But like, dude, if I did bands for two months straight, it's not that I think I'd lose gains. It's that I'd probably lose my mind. I just need, I need to feel iron. You know what I mean? I need oh. iron in my hand. I, I don't know if I could do without it. But yeah, my wife and I would go down by, we lived in an apartment because our house was being built. And um, we'd walk down this beautiful lake area by Nissan headquarters in uh, Cool Springs in Franklin, Tennessee. And we do this little bullshit band workout and you can get great results of bands. Like, I don't know if you know who James Grage is. Yeah, but course. James, he, he owns a brand under the sun. I think it's called under sun. And uh, we actually just spoke the other day and and we did we did a ton of podcasts together during um, during the lockdowns because James actually does use only bands. And wow. that dude looks amazing. He looks way better than me. So, I mean, 
Yeah, there is. There's definitely a way you can get by. So bands, you can fit in your carry-on with your clothes and everything. And you only need like three of them. They, they usually sell in packs of five. But the, the one, the one thin one, what are you going to do with that? Is that like a dental dam or something? And like, and then you got like the, 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 you have, that's the small. So you have the medium large. You don't need the extra large. No one's using that shit. Two bands takes up like this much space in your carry-on. Right. No reason not to work out. Like get moving every day, do something, walk. And for me, my workouts take about 45 to 60 minutes. It doesn't take that long. Mm. Yeah. The, the workouts, I love the gym. Uh, or like, you know, the maps, because I mean, with technology, man, like, I even have a client who funny enough, he's releasing, it's a pretty big, pretty big app, but it's, uh, it's an app for travelers oh, wow. to find a gym, find a trainer if they need a trainer, and get a day pass, like all in on the app, right? So they just they literally, it's oh, like, that one, is two, sick. yeah, they can, they can, uh, I believe, connect to an Uber uh, through the app, so they can just schedule oh. everything in advance. Yeah, it's it's filthy, dude. I'll have to send you the info on that because well, yeah, I I also I I go to a lot of like I know in in when I go to visit GNC in Pittsburgh, I know that there's the LA Fitness right down there. It's about 15 minutes from where I stay, and then I get that done. So I mean, it's just it it becomes it becomes who you are and what you do. Like you need to do something to get moving in the morning, and I and if you're not that guy, like you know Alex Feinberg is a guy who and and um. I mean, and also, um, what's his name? Kino body, Greg, yeah, good Greg. friend of mine, like Greg trains. He really does. He trains twice a week. Did you see that big uh, thread on him being on steroids that even Elon replied to? I saw. Yeah. Greg's a buddy too. And I was like, that's epic. I think it was like his third day on Twitter. <laughs> I, I, so I, 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 good for him. He got a following now, Yeah. but, um, I was going to do a video on it because, <clears throat> uh, pictures, I'm not saying he photoshops, he doesn't, but like, if you like, we did a fresh and fit podcast together. And there's a clear discrepancy in our size. Like he's a big guy, but not one part of me would look at him in a shirt and say steroids. Nope. Right. Never. Like he is not a steroid guy. He's a, he just, when he takes his shirt off, he has abs and a chest. He's in shape. His legs are not steroid legs. He's, he's just a really in shape guy, but unfortunately mediocre people run the world. And, 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 and like, people think I'm on like fucking big Rami cycles. I'm literally on 150 milligrams. My, I'm not going to say I have a, a family member who's morbidly obese, who's on 50% more testosterone than me, just because he, his levels are low. I'm on like the lowest of low TRT dose, but I train my balls off and I've been doing this for years, for years. But people think if someone gets, if someone's simply not like, Elijah uh, Schaefer, I'm training him like he can, he's made a great transformation, but he's been following the program. He's getting steroid accusations. And mm. trust me, the guy's not he doesn't even know what a fucking steroid does. But <laughs> the fact that he's doing something good, people cannot they cannot fathom somebody doing something that they can't do just out of having sheer will and being able to stick to a program. Mm. Yeah, it's always the go-to. It, it is frustrating. I mean, and it doesn't help. Like, I don't know it. I, the whole Liver King thing that came oh, out, fuck right? That guy. Yeah. It just annoyed the hell out of me. Not because like I was surprised. I mean, no one who's in the industry was surprised. Like we were just like, obviously, right? I actually kind of was, bro. You I were got surprised, free. man. When someone so you just I'm, thought I'm maybe an... he, you didn't. He wasn't going to risk all of that by lying. Like he wasn't that stupid. 
Have you ever seen LeBron James play basketball? Yeah. There are freaks out there. There just mm -hmm. are. And I know he's 45, but Mike O'Hearn's like 122 years old. And I've still, I still honestly, and I've given this, I just talked to Mark Bell about this on his podcast. Like I still, I'm, I'm like innocent till proven guilty. So mm. like the liver King was so adamant that he was natural. Remember when you did that thing, like with the fucking syringes in the, in the yeah. Turkey or what, in the fucking bone marrow or whatever, when someone is that, like, I always said, if, if you commit a murder, you should be, I didn't do it. I like, and that's why, like, when people are like stoic, like, I'm like, I don't know, man. Cause if I was accused of murder, I'd be like, that shit wasn't me. So <laughs> liver King and he's so crazy and he's so like, of that lifestyle. And like, I, I think he's a douchebag and people are like, why would you hate? Yeah. Hate's a strong word. I hate when people mislead people and lie. And yeah. yes, I hate his guts. I hate him, hate him, hate him, hate him. And I don't care if that gets me flag or hatred. That's a sign of Satan. Ah, Jews don't believe in hell. Leave me alone. So like, but let's think about what the liver King does. He works out hard. He does cardio and he eats a meat based diet even though it's fucking disgusting and he's eating fucking balls. I mean, he suns his balls, which is weird, but I mean, I don't think he does any of that shit to be honest, but I'm one of those, like, it's not bothering me. He's not taking money out of my pocket, whatever. He's fooling a bunch of kids and he went viral. And I'm like, this dude might be for, for real because, but then I didn't see the original videos where he was like, before he became liver King, he's actually a really good, really in shape guy. Like he's Jack. Oh, yeah. like he's, Jack. he's, he's squatting like 500 pounds in his basement, but he didn't have that over the top persona, his beard. He actually showered back then, I think. Yep. And he, after I saw that, I'm like, yeah, nobody in their forties is going to like, look, man, what you see right now is that's, this is my peak. Like I'm 42. You're not going to make any like teenage, like transformations. Right. Yeah. Like this guy went from being, and he wasn't like inactive. Like for example, Elijah Schaefer, he was, he was just drinking alcohol and not training. So he, his transformation is absurd. But if you take Elijah now, and then six months from now, being that now he's been training for a few months, it's not going to be that impressive mm. because he's already at a level of training. So you got the liver King, a guy who's been training for God knows how long his whole life. And in one year in his forties, he suddenly becomes jacked. If I would have seen that picture. And that's why I think Mike O'Hearn's natural. I've told this story so many times, man. It's like the first, I was at Gold's. It was like my second time. And I used to live right by Gold's Venice. I, I grew up in Culver City. Nice. And I'm there. And it was when he was married to Mindy. And it's back in the day. Like, probably y'all didn't know there was a Mindy O'Hearn. Right? Like, and I saw this, this fucking beautiful species. Reverse hyper. You know, where you lift your legs. Yep. Bro, there was fucking six plates on each side. My fucking body would snap in half. <laughs> oh and he's rep, he's repping this shit. And there's Mindy and like two other dudes. That was before I knew what a Mike O'Hearn was. And then like the next month I'm watching TV and that motherfucker's on American Gladiators. Mm. And I'm like, so Mike O'Hearn has, but he was the same then as he is now. Like Mike O'Hearn hasn't changed. Like people don't understand. Like Mike O'Hearn's looked the exact fucking same for the last 40 years. Totally. This yeah, is fucking I, dude. This is 2000. Freaks. This is 1996, bro. I was 16 years old, 15. Cause I turned 16 in 96. I was 15 and Michael Hearn was still looking better than me. <laughs> There's freaks of freaks. Like I agree. I played sports against guys who had physiques that would destroy a lot of fitness models. 
they just didn't, they didn't even know how to train. They were just playing sports. Like they would do like leg press push-ups and then go run. And then they'd walk around with eight packs with chest and arms and shoulders. And it's just because that's the genetics they were blessed with. And then they got into sports and their bodies developed. But the guys like O'Hearn, who you said, you like never change. I agree. He's lived the perfect life. He's lived the perfect life. He's done. He was at the gym. My, I remember I'm like training. I didn't know he was there. It was like fourth. I had to get there early. It was like five, five o'clock, 5 a.m. And there's a balcony overlook. And they used to have a station, stationary bikes there in, in Gold's Venice overlooking yep. the leg press and the, the main area and it, by the front door. And I looked up and there's Mike O'Hearn. He's ready post-workout doing fucking exercise bike. Yeah. Like it is fucking like 5 a.m. I'm like, who is this fucking guy? Like, and, and it's funny because we're friends now. And I was like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I kind of have a man crush. Like, if I was ever to go gay, like, I'd, I'd, I'd totally have sex with Mike O'Hearn. He has, he has been the most disciplined, consistent guy on, Bro, on the fitness he, front forever. He has a meal named after him at the firehouse. I was like, just there, bro. I was just there a couple days. Did ago. you get that? Did you eat O'Hearn? Yeah, I did. I, I actually, no, I, you know, I didn't eat O'Hearn. I had um, the bobble, the bobble. <laughs> oh yeah. The bobble. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still not at that level where I get a bowl, but I don't, I don't live there anymore. That was my yeah, first was, time. I'd never been there before. Man, I, I'm, I'm over it. Like, I don't even like to, I don't even go to Gold's Venice. So I'm there. I'll go to the, uh, so I used to train at, it's now an LA fitness. It's a Bally total fitness in Culver center in Culver city. Mm. And that was, so I trained at Gold's and that Bally and that Bally at the time, cause it's kind of underground. It was at the time, it was like an all black gym mm. when I trained there. So it was the hardcore, like dude drive in from Inglewood. So when you go there to train, like I was always like the only white guy there. And it was amazing because I'm not, again, this isn't racist. Black people just train harder. They just fucking do. If you go, and and this is not, this is a compliment. So anybody who says weight training is racist, it's racist against white people because white people train like pussies. I grew up training around brothers, man. And brothers can train. Like, dude, if you go to a black gym or a gym that's predominantly not white, it's a next level. Like, and, and everybody, everybody helps everybody. Like, dude, if you're, if you're about to bench, yo, bro, you need a spot. You go to a white gym, like, ah, I'm not going to spot him. I'm like, huh? You're spot on, dude. Bro, you go, you go to my a best training partner gym. was black, bro. My bet, my best friend, uh, Carlton, I'll, I'll give him a shout out. Okay. Hardest guy be- I've ever trained with. You had a best black, a, a black best friend named Carlton. Are you I not did, seeing dude, the humor in that? I know, bro. And, and if you saw this guy, He's, he's, uh, I'm going ah. to screw this up. He's a, I think he's about to be a black belt in jujitsu too, but he's like 240 shredded, 100% natural. Yeah. Freak, freak of freaks. Yeah. But dude, the training sessions we used to have, that's what I credit my muscle to because there's no way I'm training. I thought I trained hard when I met Carlton. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a big dog. I, I got this, right? No, sir. No, not at all. Bro, I would limp I- out of that gym. Luckily. Yeah. Can, Every can I, single time. Can I get us canceled real quick? I used Good. to think I used to think black people had elite genetics. And I still think there's some component like Jose Antonio wrote a great book in the 90s um, about Eastern Europeans and West Africans and their genetic advantages. He was called a racist and his name's Jose Antonio. He was a racist before it was cool. And so after training at. At multiple after training. So I've coached thousands of people. You're probably a little less because you're you're younger. Um, yeah. but throughout but 
most, if you count the online people and the people that have coached under people who I've worked with, like at team salvation, I don't know if you remember that, that was the largest online oh, yeah. personal training. So like it was free. So obviously I have a, I could claim a lot of numbers, but I didn't personally train these people, but I saw their progress. Cause we had an internal database that Derek Charleboy, who you probably know ran. Yep. And so we trained hundreds of, I've trained hundreds of black people, hundreds of white people, hundreds of Latinos, hundreds of Asians. There's no fucking difference. There's black people with great genetics and there's black people with horrible genetics. There's white people with great genetics. There's white people with horrible genetics. But the one thing that I've noticed, if you look at like the great looking people, they usually just fucking train harder. Like if you look at Elijah, he's just a tall white guy. And now he's like, it looks like he's gone through some crazy transformation. He hasn't done anything special. And in fact, I'd say his adherence to the program being in another country and just whatever is probably 60%. But think about it. 60% is better than the 0% he had before. And he's weight training, you know, six days, five, six days a week. So he's getting some crazy, getting canceled, some BBC gains. Um, remember the BBC genetics thing? That was a, that was an, that was a message board thing. Yeah. Oh, he's got them BBC genetics. <laughs> and there, there are some freaks, right? Like, yeah. okay. So Phil Heath, I remember I, we trained together before the Olympia um, in 2015. So we spent a week training together, three weeks out. And then, we saw each other, like we started training together three months later and his forearms were literally this much bigger. Mm. And I'm like, Phil, what, what, what the fuck did you do to your forearms? He's like, Oh, there was this machine at this gym I went to and I did it for a few days and I gained a half inch on my forearms and he wasn't lying. And then, but, but here's, here's the, here's the advert. Here's the converse, right? Jay Cutler. So it was after he retired. And so he was only, he wasn't even, he's trained for like 20 minutes, like four days a week. He's doing like eating like six ounces of meat a meal. Like he was eating like a girl and doing stationary bike for like two hours a day, trying to downsize. And like, I saw him two months later and he was like big, I'm like Jay, like, are you back? What's going on? He's like, eh, you know, I just decided to train five days a week. And I cut back on cardio. The guy gained like 20 pounds of lean mass. So like, wow. what I'm saying is there are genetic components and those two are freaks. Um, but none of us are Jay Cutler and none of us are Phil Heath. At the end of the day, whether you're black, whether you're white, it comes down to how much you adhere to your program. And it comes down to how hard you train. And that's why people go to the gym. Like there's a guy at the gym this morning and I'm, I'm pounding chest. And between sets, he, he did more texting than he did training. Mm -hmm. So you have an hour in the gym. How are you going to spend that hour? I get done in about 45 minutes and I could probably get done in 30. Mm. You know, it's just a matter of how hard you train and whether you have a game plan and, and then it's about how you eat. Totally. Yeah. You, you'd mentioned keto body. It's just a lot of people are like, Oh, the two workouts a week is nonsense. Well, going back to what you said though, just now where it's the intensity, right? Those two training sessions are hardcore, right? Like focus, getting stronger, progressive, you know, no slacking, literally just dialed yeah. in. And most people will be shocked if they put that much focus and effort into those, you know, two workouts a week, how much progress and gains they could actually make. It's just, they're screwing yeah. around in their three or four workouts a week doing what really would ultimately be only two workouts worth of yeah. intensity at the most. Well, you look at Greg too, like he trains two days a week now. And I think the data shows like 20, 
what is it? 20 total sets to maintain. Uh, efforting yeah. did a great efforting had a great article on that. And um, so, I mean, here's the deal, like to maintain Mike O'Hearn level of lean mass, you need to train five to seven days a week. Right. Yeah. But to maintain Greg lean mass, which he probably built that lean mass training three to six days a week. Yep. I can probably stay the size I'm at maybe minus five pounds of lean mass easily two days a week, mm. easily uh, two full body or an upper lower. And you're good. If I train just Monday and Thursday, I'd be able to maintain, but for me, you know, training isn't about maintaining. I still think I have a little more in the tank. And also I really enjoy, I, I, I need the gym for my mental more than physical. So I think that's what you look at, but Greg is, <clears throat> Greg is, I wouldn't even say he has great genetics, but not elite genetics. Yeah. And, and he's simply the, he's simply the, um, the epitome of a great maintenance program. And again, like if you, if we found out he's on steroids, I'd be surprised. Yeah. He's I not, wouldn't be, he's I wouldn't be mad. Tests. He's not on anything. Uh, but the, 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 yeah, are you, are you not seeing that this is just a reflection of what's wrong with society? Totally. That if someone does something good, we automatically shit on them with something negative instead of being like, oh, good for him. It's like, oh, fucking steroids. It's like the steroid thing in the fitness world is frustrating to me because I'm literally on prescribed um, replacement dose. And I've post, I've even like Greg, I've posted my blood work yeah, multiple times and there's nothing you can do. And it just gets annoying because you're, you're doing everything right. You're telling the truth, you're training hard. And then you have some fucking, whether it's the right or the left, it's not a political thing. Both sides do it. If they don't like, I literally said something like really positive it was about, and, and it was like, and then all of a sudden it went to that, like that insult. And I, I wonder why nobody does that about alcohol mm. and alcohol kills way more people than basically anything yet. And no one really does that to fat people yet. If someone's in shape, even if they're not on steroids, like a Greg, or I could even say myself, who's not on illegal steroids. Why is that such an insult? Versus, hey, you're a fucking drunk. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, it's weird because it wasn't always this way. No. You know what I mean? It wasn't even that long ago where like an Arnold and I, Arnold's just top of mind because I was just yeah. out there. You know, Arnold was like everyone's guy, right? Yeah, like, everybody wanted to look like him. Yeah. And, and action heroes in general, like Sylvester Stallone and like the Rambo physique and all this stuff, like people idolize that stuff. Now, I don't know if it's because we've gotten to a point now where just in general, Western society is weak. I wouldn't even say like, what's funny about the steroid accusations is I do think it's a Western society issue. Yes. Because overseas, bro, like in the Middle East and stuff, dude, they idolize fitness. Like they, Oh dude. Yeah. You're like look a at celebrity, Rami, bro. Look yeah. at hottie. Like they're literally the biggest thing, but I think I think it all started going downhill after Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, and the media just attacked steroids. And so that generation, you know, went to their kids. And, and so basically, if anybody does something elite, it immediately becomes about steroids. 
instead of just somebody doing something elite. But it's weird because you got someone like a LeBron James who obviously, who obviously is supernatural. Totally. Naturally supernatural. And, and then, but, but what's weird is that the NFL, which drug use is probably a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and they don't have the same issues as you who's simply a trainer online. You know, it's like, what? Like <laughs> well, we, we that- saw that in the Super Bowl. I mean, we had the, the, the ankle quarterback. Yeah. You think he just went in the locker room and iced his ankle? Get out of here, dude. <laughs> no, they, 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 they got that guy on fucking elephant tranquilizer, man. He, he was like, pumped full of more drugs than horses in the derby, bro. Like, he well, was, I mean, he they've always everything. done that. I mean, I remember the Colts were playing this. Super Bowl. I forgot who the defensive lineman was, but his ankle was broken and he played the rest of the game with a fucking broken ankle. Look at RG three. He played with a torn ACL, ruined his career because yeah. he couldn't feel the pain. Like they, at the end of the day, man. Like you do you, and I, I, I again, I'm I'm not the one who's going to take up for people lying. Um, but there are reasons people lie about. Like if you're if you're, like remember, steroids are illegal. So if you're to go and say I'm on steroids, the DEA has the internet. So, like, if you're out there, I'm surprised Rich Piano was able to do it as long as he did, right? Like, at the end of the day, you're admitting to having illegal contraband on you. And that was my argument. Like, people used to get mad about fake natties. And I'm like, well, let's say you're Callie Muscle or Dana Lynn Bailey. I'm not saying, well, Callie is, obviously admitted it. But, like, Dana, she's, I firmly believe she's natural um, because she's not that big. And she trains her ass. I've trained with her. She buried me. Hardest training session I ever had. Mm. Twice. I almost died. You know, um, but, you know, you look at them and it's like. You, you, you're basically telling the government that you have shit on you and and the intent to distribute the doses, not that much higher than what someone would keep for their cycle. So you're literally saying, hey, search me and giving them probable cause because you're literally out there saying you have this shit. So, right. so, I mean, let's be realistic here. It's not good to admit you're on illegal drugs un- unless you're Hunter Biden. A hundred percent. Yeah. You get a, you get a pass. Uh, as the president, you can do what you want. You can do as many steroids and cocaine and hookers as you want. You're totally good. <laughs> That's a great stack. <laughs> so I don't want to switch gears too much, but I just, this kind of falls in line with the steroid talk. So there's, there's a lot of, I guess, underlying worry these days about heart health. Um, yeah. and, I, and I see these two topics get brought up together, um, especially with athletes. And we don't even need to say the V word that's causing people to, to, to drop dead out of nowhere. Potentially. Potentially, right? But I saw a, a series you did, and I just kind of wanted to give an overview for our, our audience because I think it was probably one of the most valuable things I've seen on the internet and people just don't even know about it, I don't feel like, or at least only your audience knows about it. But yeah. the, the heart health series you did, impacted my life tremendously because I come from a family with a long history of heart issues. Yes. Um, and I, you know, I'm in shape, you know, but I'm a bigger guy. Like I'm, I'm 220, yeah. ripped, but that's a bigger person who carries a mm-hmm. lot of size and has stress on the heart. Um, I want to go through your protocol for elite level, <clears throat> heart, right? Because I feel yeah. like you have such a strong grasp of this topic. Let's, let's talk about that. Cause you're a guy who you even said it, man, you come from a history of uh, health issues in your family. Yep. You're on and I've, done, I've, I, and I've taken steroids in the past and I yeah. don't know what damage I've done. And uh, the good news is I haven't drank alcohol 
Um, and I've, I've never been, and other than when I was a child, which I was a, a active obese guy, I was an off, I was a defensive lineman. Like I was 290 pounds, but I was in shape. Like I was yeah. run, I could, I could run for, I could run further then than I can now. Like I was an, I was a, re, I was a, an athletic fat fuck, I think is the, is the word I'm looking for, but I did it for a reason. And, you know, it was to, to, to get into college. And I don't regret that. What I do regret is the steroid cycles. I do. Um, 2013 was the year I went a little too hard because I kind of lost focus of, and that's why I tell them like, well, you're a hypocrite. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just telling you not to make them. Cause I don't know. Like, that's the thing is that I don't know if I affect, I don't fuck like right now, everything's perfect, but I don't know if there's like a, a mileage thing. Like, did I, did I damage something that's not seen? I've done all the calcium tests. I'm doing everything right. I don't know. Don't, and, and, and like the thing about your life is you don't want to like every time you drink alcohol, you're, you're, you're fucking taking something, whether it's from your brain or from your kidney or from your liver, even that nightly drink or that weekly drink. It, look, man, every time you do something unhealthy or anything at all, it impacts your longevity. So I'm not saying that you take 10 years off your life because you drank 10 drinks. I'm just saying that you're, you're making it more likely for your body to have issues later. Okay. So I'm not saying there's not a, I can't give you a direct number. So I don't know. So bottom line is, I think I could have just do, done just fine without it. Why do something you don't need to do? Like these bros who want to do a big steroid cycle to go to the fucking beach. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, really? Like, no, no. Um, so we're learning a lot about heart health. Um, and we're learning a lot about how to mitigate heart issues. And one thing we need to look at, whether it's caused by the virus itself or by um, treatments, for the virus, um, something is causing an uptick in mortality. And a lot of that mortality is coming from heart issues. So when I look at the heart issues and what we need to do, number one is we need to make sure that we exercise our heart. We need to make sure that we prevent, we do what we can to prevent blood clots and we do what we can to stay cardiovascularly healthy where our heart rate variability, where everything's in order. And so number one, I think the AHA finally put it on their list is sleep. You need to get good sleep. <clears throat> you know, I just did a video on this and there's a lot of things that can affect your sleep better or worse. Um, getting to bed at a good time, making sure that you get at least six hours, six hours, like the bare minimum, right? Yeah. If you get nine hours, even better, seven to eight, fine. Just make sure you're getting enough. It varies on, on the individual and how deep you sleep. How do you increase your restful sleep? Well, a lot of things that'll also help your heart. You know, you increase your restful sleep by not looking at blue light for about 30 to 60 minutes before bed. That means put your phone down, don't watch TV, read a book, talk to your wife, wind down, don't get that blue light in your system. Try to make it as dark as possible in your house. That's one way. Another way is having a routine. Your body likes routine. Going to bed around the same time every night. That's another one. Um, another one that I just actually did a video on for my channel is sauna. Um, mm. I've actually been measuring my, my deep sleep with my whoop strap. And there is a... Now, last night I got only five and a half hours of sleep because I had an early morning. But my sleep or my recovery is at 90%. So I found that sauna before bed, meaning about within the three to four hour window before bed will increase. And there's some data on it. It's very scarce. The last data I saw was on five people in 1976. <laughs> I could send you the study, but it's really a whatever. Yeah. At the end of the day, my personal data and from the data I can 
um, based on also the serotonin release, um, um, getting rid of those stress hormones. So it decreases, increase. So basically it'll increase your stress while you're in there that drops. And also the act of heating your body up will make sure your body has to cool down. And it's been found that the cooler temperatures, I think it's a 62 to 64 degrees Fahrenheit in your house. I don't got that kind of money to spend on an electric bill. So go in the sauna. Um, it'll heat you up. So your body's going to be cool, deep, cooling down before bed. Sauna use as well. I mean, the heat shock proteins, the Finnish study done a huge population study, thousands of people found a 40% decrease in mortality in overall mortality. So that means you're all risk. That means any, any diet. Dying from anything goes down by 40%. Of course, non-accidental. It can't prevent you from being hit by a car. But like sauna is clutch. Cardio. I recommend at least 30 minutes of cardio a day. That doesn't mean treadmill. Go for a walk. If you're, if you're at a parking lot, park further away from the door. Unless you're in Atlanta. Last time I did that, I had a smash and grab on my car. If you're not, just don't go to Atlanta. Okay. Um, yeah, don't go there. So yeah, um, do 30 minutes of cardio. Because most people like me, I'm at a stand-up desk. I move around. I coach. For me, it's not a problem. For most people sitting at a cubicle in an office, you're not getting 30 minutes. Get up and walk. Go walk. Walk to lunch. Walk around the cubicle. I don't care. Just get out. Get get walking. Yep. Go outside. You know, I'm, this is a new one for me, um, earthing. It, it has been found in some preliminary studies. Again, they're not good studies. That simply walking outside for 10 minutes barefoot on grass will decrease the viscosity of your blood. Wow. There you go. Get your blood work done. If you have high cholesterol, if you have high, high LDL, especially your doctor might want you to go on a statin. I know a lot of your base is going to hate me saying that because statins aren't that good. They cause muscle soreness for guys like us. It'll it'll completely, um, the muscle, it, it increases muscle damage, but for sedentary people, lowering your cholesterol will decrease your heart rate. Now, will decrease your heart risk. So I know I'm rambling, but the, the way around statins is the, 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 the alternative is actually pretty simple. And I'm not saying it's drug-like, but apple cider vinegar, two to four tablespoons a day has been shown to help help. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's like a drug. I do not want the FDA. I do not want any lawsuits, but if you look up data, put apple cider vinegar, and HDL, LDL, and it'll tons of studies on it. Mm. So simple thing. And it's dirt cheap. It's like $3 at target for the off brand. Make sure it has the mother in there and you're good to go. That's all I got. Two to four tablespoons, a new supplement. I actually found I'm formulating. So I'm formulating a heart health supplement. I don't have it yet. So I'm going to give you the, the ingredient that I really love. There's a couple others in my product. It's called natokinase. Natokinase, N-A-T-T-O-K-I-N-A-S-E. It's from a natural uh, food in Japan. And you want to look to take 2,000 to 8,000. Again, the data is not as conclusive as I like. It actually greatly reduces your chances of a blood clot. Mm. greatly it's called natto kinase we have the now foods brand at tiger fitness um there's earth's best you get on amazon um if you want to support me by all means buy now foods from me but it's only like 14.99 for like 100 and you only need again it's 2000 fu per cap so you only need two to four caps a day mm. so it's gonna last you that's 14 that's less than that's like 30 cents a day bro yeah and it literally will decrease 
I'm not gonna say eliminate it decreases your chance of having a blood clotting issue. Huge stuff. Ambrosia nectar. Um, again, I'm not gonna make any claims for that. I take it for overall health. Uh, getting out, being active and weight training, of course, <clears throat> weight training is the most healthy thing you could do. They have found decreased mortality rates for. So basically what they found is that strength is more important than muscle mass and cardio. Really? Strength hmm. for longevity. Um, again, I saw this Stan efforting talked about this, but I saw the data before he talked about it, but I want to give him credit for being the first one to beat me to a video on it. God bless Stan. Um, he's, he's probably the smartest guy in the business, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, you look at, you look at what simple things. Okay. So there are supplements to help sunlight, vitamin D, things like that. Overall health, vitamin K has some implications in heart health. Um, but vitamin K you get from your foods, eating whole natural foods, staying away from processed garbage, the same stuff we talk about all day long and, and being cardiovascularly fit. Don't be anti-cardio, but if you have to choose between weight training and cardio, do weight training and, but again, weight training you could do like Greg, Greg showed us a keno body. You know, it's like you could weight train two days a week, do your zone two cardio sauna. Sauna is extremely good for your health. Yep. Um, but heart health, look, man, like I don't understand. This is why I believe in God. How the fuck does this thing work? Right? Like mm -hmm. there's no biological explanation in my opinion for how all this goes together. We understand it now, but like who put this together? Like, this is not just like <laughs> primordial ooze. Like there's so much things and we're people who literally, I can say this. We make a living on the body, right? Like the body is how we earn our, our living, but I can't explain this shit. Like right. we have certain things that help, but this, 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 this creation, whatever created it, whatever your belief is, dude, look at CT Fletcher. He's got someone else's, he's got a woman's heart in him right now and he's, he's still crushing it. Right. So, so like, God gave us this beautiful, just this intricate work of art. And now with science, we're able to optimize it. So now we've literally gone against God's creation. We're doing some weird shit, putting some weird chemicals in our body, but we're able to mitigate some of that through science and learning new things. So you take all these different things and you don't have to do everything. So let's say you don't want to take natokinase. Cool. Do the sauna. Say you don't want to do the sauna. Cool. Do cardio. Do 30 minutes of cardio a day. Say you don't want to do cardio. Strength train. So you don't have to. I do everything because, again, like it's what I do. Mm. You don't have to do everything. Take one or two or three of these things and you're going to greatly reduce. I'm not saying we're going to cure heart attacks, but we're going to greatly reduce your likelihood of dying from a heart problem. I can't mitigate all risk. What we can do is say that this data is over here, this data is over here. And then you have something like <clears throat> sauna, natokinase, the data is tremendous. I could send you, I have fucking studies like, cause I'm making a product with it. Mm. And I'm, 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 I do a white paper for every product I do where it, FDA loves that shit, you know? Yeah. I, and I love, I love science. I love it. So, I mean, if you look at no morbidity, like, if I was to just print out the text between Alan Roberts and I, when, cause I formulated it, he's like, Holy shit, this is amazing. But like, I love the science behind these things. So if you look at, if you look at all these things we have going on,
we can greatly mitigate our chances of dying. <laughs> and you're still going to fucking die. Our goal is to make it where you die later. And while you're on this earth, you're able to crush life. Because what's the point of living till you're 95 if it sucks? Yeah. What about giving blood? Is that something you, you recommend? Most people, yes. So for me, what happens is I donated every eight weeks for like 10 years. Bro, I got anemic. <laughs> wow. I was like, I was in the gym and I have, I, I, have no, I have no cardio. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, it was my annual blood work. I got tested. My doctor's like, everything's perfect. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's like, what the hell's wrong with your iron? I'm like, you're the doctor. You tell me. And I'm like, oh, I know. what. And I'm like, bro, hold on, hold on. I know what it is. I donate blood. He's like, stop donating blood. I'm like, but I thought it helps you. He's like, it, it helps the, because you know, on TRT and, but I'm on such a low dose of TRT. It's not causing my ferritin to be increased. Mm. So for those of you on steroid cycles, I think that it will definitely, definitely be a must. But even then I recommend you go get your blood work done and check your ferritin. Now, if your shit's high, like I just had a client email me yesterday and I don't help people with their drug cycles, too much liability, but he's on shit. And he's like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. You, you talk to your doctor, but you probably want to donate some blood. Mm. Right. Um, Cause what that does, it basically will get all that shit out of there. It'll make your blood thinner, right? Like blood gets thick with iron and ferritin. So what it does brings down something called your hematocrit. For me, <laughs> my hematocrit was normal. So I kept bumping it down every eight weeks and it got to a point where I'd be tired like the day I remember. And I look back. So I donate blood. When I first started donating blood, I was great. Like the day after I'm like, let's deadlift 700 pounds. And then I donate blood and I'd be fucked up for two days, then three days. Then I'd be messed up for like a month. And uh, this is the first time my blood works. So my doctor said it helps nobody, but the person getting the blood. So it's more altruistic, but a lot of people will disagree. There's actually a whole movement. I believe Efforting just did a video and I, I keep bringing up Stan because he's really good at what he does and he knows the body and he's not a doctor. He's self-taught. So mm -hmm. he's always learning. Right. And he's in his fifties. So he has like years and years and years of, of, of education and knowledge. And he has a video and I haven't watched it yet, but it just popped up in my recommended on YouTube on when to donate blood. I, I don't know if it's new or old, but it just popped up. I think whatever he says is probably the right answer, but basically don't donate blood unless your levels are high. So that's why I, I highly recommend it's not expensive. Insurance covers it. If you have even shitty insurance, get your blood panel done and make sure that they include your ferritin and iron levels in that blood work. Make sure you test your testosterone, free testosterone, estrogen or estradiol. Make sure you test all those things, even if it costs extra, because you don't know. Like, so the answer is donate blood if you have to donate, if you should donate blood. But saying everybody, I used to say, and again, hopefully I didn't hurt anybody, but it was what I knew at the time. I used to say everyone should donate blood. Everyone should donate blood. I was wrong. I was 100% wrong. But I will say that donating blood once a year will probably be perfect for everybody. Donating blood once every eight weeks, like my dumb ass, probably not a good thing. Mm. And eight weeks is crazy because in the UK, it's 16 weeks. So I think America just got it wrong on the time. And I, <laughs> I just, I, I blindly followed the, uh, the AHA, which as we know, with what happened in 2020, we probably should never blindly follow anything the government says. <laughs> I was going to say, we have a track record. Um, okay. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I, I, uh, I have a, 
a unique blood type. I'm O negative. And so I'm O positive. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. I, so they call me every week. Like, Hey man, yeah. you donate You're <laughs> universal motherfucker. <laughs> they need us like all the time. I get, yeah. uh, I, I do donate blood usually once or twice a year, but, um, but it's it, I, my levels are, are, you know, perfectly healthy after. Oh, of course. Blood. I feel actually what's crazy, dude. I had the opposite effect as you. So when I give blood, I actually feel better afterwards. Like I'm oh, like, Oh my God, I, I energy. So when I was on steroids in 2013, I would literally, after giving blood, I'd feel like a, my heart rate would go to, cause my, my blood pressure, I always stay at like one, one ten over 70 or less. And my resting heart rate, I could show you it's on my phone right now. It's like 45. Mm. Like I have a crazy, crazy good cardiovascular system. So, but when I was on steroids, I could tell, and I, I wasn't getting blood work done. Like I should have again, young and dumb. Right. Like I remember giving blood and it was like, I got injected with just fucking epinephrine. Like I was like, Oh my God, I feel great. My heart's not fucking pounding out of my chest. My skin's less red, you know? And, um, I only did one like crazy eight week cycle. And when I say crazy, it's not crazy compared to the shit you see online. And that was enough for me to be like, yeah, this shit ain't for me. Like, I'm just going to be a small bodybuilder, but some of these cats, man, I don't even know how they walk around. Um, like you look at like, and I, again, I respect the grind. You look at the size of like a Nick walk. I'm not saying they're on crazy drugs, but I'm saying like the size, like Nick and Rami and these guys. And then you look at like my, my friend, Brandon Curry, mm. my old business partner, like he walks around all year at 205, 210 pounds. And then he eats more chicken and gets to like, you know, the com competing in the two forties. Mm -hmm. So he, he does it the old Lavroni way, where if you look at Brandon, you look at his eyes, look at his skin, Brandon just looks like a normal, healthy man. And then at the show, he looks in my opinion, cause I see him every day, slightly less healthy mm -hmm. in shape, man, but with, with enormous arms, his arms are like fucking this, right? <laughs> like, but then you look at like, and again, I think Nick's amazing. And I, I admire anybody who takes their craft to the level that he's taken it where you're willing to sacrifice. You know what I mean? Like I look at it differently, but like, they're dumb. I'm like, no, nah, they're living a fucking dream. Like yeah. it is what it is. Like football players run head first at each other, like fucking 300 pound man running 4.8 yard in the 40 yard dash running head first. And you're going to tell me steroids are worse for you than that. Junior say shot himself in the head because he had CTE. Don't give me that shit. Yeah. So Dude, I respect it. But if you look at like, if you look at like Brandon Curry, I'm not going to, I'm not going to single out Nick. Nick actually looks pretty fucking good versus any other top 20 Mr. Olympia guy and look at their eyes and their skin, dude, or even a Dexter in his heyday, like Dexter never got super big on bulks. Like those guys, you know, Brandon won his Olympia. Will he win it again? I don't think the odds are in his favor, but like when he's 70 years old, he, first of all, he think he's going to get to 70. Second of all, his quality of life is just going to be so good because he never trained stupid. He never trained like Ronnie. He never reached Ronnie's level. Like he won the Olympia, but let's be real. If Ronnie was there, he wouldn't have won it. Like yeah. if Phil was at his peak, he wouldn't have won it. But like Brandon got to that level in a very sane and, and, and longevity as longevity focused as you can be. And his wife actually owned a longevity clinic in Murfreesboro for a long time. So Brandon paid attention, but then you look at the guys who are like size at all costs. They get up to 350 pounds in the off season. Like Regan Grimes is doing right now. I'm not pointing him out, whatever, just, he's getting really big, but Brandon never did that. He got up to, I think 260 at his peak.
Mm. And he's my height. And 260, I've been 260 before. And I couldn't even fuck. And, and I mean, it wasn't like the 290 in high school was fat. Believe it or not, fat is easier to move with than if you're on steroids. Oh, yeah. and you so a fat 290 is much easier to live with than a lean 260 on steroids. Oh, yeah. 100%. You're like, uh, your fucking skin's red. Like, you got veins popping out of your eyes. That muscle tissue is just metabolically demanding, man. Like, it's, it's just crazy. stupid. Muscle tissue is... Now, now, if you're... Like, you were talking about being 220 lean. If you were 220 fat, <clears throat> I, th- I do think being lean and muscular like you... But again, like, you're at a level where it's... Your body can't... Like, you're obviously at your natural level, right? Like, there's there's being 220 on steroids with muscle that you shouldn't yeah. have. And 220 with natural muscle. I'm also so tall too. So I'm like six, I'm six one and a half. So like I'm yeah, I'm I'm only six three. Um <laughs> five seven. Uh but but yeah, I mean that that you're the equivalent of me being 180 pounds based on exactly. your height, you know, which is exactly so Healthy. so to yeah, and, and so muscle is actually I looked into this for that heart health series, and you know, so basically. Muscle is it's it it has um what am I looking for? It, it's vascular, right? So mm-hmm. muscle actually helps oxygenate, whereas fat's just fucking blocking everything. Yeah. So it is healthier for your heart to be 220 and muscular versus 220 and fat. So I used to say it's the same thing. It's not, they're both worse than being not big. But if you're 260 muscular versus 260 fat, you're still in a better spot than the fat guy. Now I'm not taking into consideration if you're on steroids, it fucks up your lipid profile. It fucks up your cholesterol. So there's a lot of other things. So steroids don't directly kill you, but steroids are a lot like obesity where steroids will cause other things to kill you (laughs) or, or to contribute to your risk of death. Got it. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. I think the big takeaway for, for me and everybody listening is like, awareness right like yeah most people just don't stay on top of this stuff they blindly yeah. go nope nope not gonna look not gonna look i'm good even us healthy guys right i think us healthy guys are probably the worst we're like oh, nope yeah. i don't need to go to the doctor what do you mean bro i never get sick and right so get a get a general so i have a general practitioner he's 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 not by everybody's like you know i get I messages from people around franklin tennessee all the time and like who's your i need a doctor who knows i'm like you're not going to find a gp who's going to be able to work with a, a fucking steroid using bodybuilder <laughs> you know my gp is fine he's like oh you're on trt cool awesome i have a lot of patients on trt but he's just a normal doctor he looks at shit not like he's like you know he's like he's a doctor but he run he knows his shit he keeps up with research and, but he's like, you know, he's a big fan of statins. And I talked to him about it. it makes sense. He's like, Hey, like 99% of people who come to me are overweight and just don't want to die and they don't exercise enough. And I know that statins decrease your morb- morbidity rate by like 27%. And he actually sent me the study. I'm like, this is a good doctor for me. He's like, but for you, what we'll do. And I actually, I try, he's like, just try statins. And if it doesn't affect your muscle, keep taking it. If it does, I took it for three days and my daughter and I were in this powerlifting phase and I was crushing it. I wasn't getting sore. (laughs) And then I forgot I was taking the statins and I woke up one morning and it felt like I got hit by a bus and I called my doctor and I'm like, 
And I, but no, I forgot I was on stats. So I'm like, what's causing this? I'm like, did I train wrong? Did I move wrong? Am I overtraining? And then I'm like, oh, it's, I called him and I'm like, bro, I'm like, I can't take this shit. Yeah. And that's when I researched the apple cider vinegar and all this other stuff, because for, for most, I'd say for everybody gets on the, B, the BMI, right? Like BMI is great. It sucks for athletes, but what is that? Like 1% of the population? Yeah, for most people, so if, it's pretty solid. If I'm a doctor, if I'm a doctor, I'm looking at BMI and I'm looking at fucking giving everybody, everybody's getting statins, everybody. And mm -hmm. oh, it's just for the big pharma. Dude, my statins without insurance cost $12. They're generic. There's no patent on them. Yeah. Resuva statin or whatever, that shit is cheap as fuck. No one's getting rich off of statins, okay? It's not like the vet. The V word, right? It's not like that. Okay. They're not making that much money. It's not government. It's like, Hey, here's statins. Take it. Don't die. If I'm a doctor, I'm, at, I'm, I'm checking your BMI and I'm putting you on statins period because it makes you die less frequently. Mm. That's all doctors are there for. They don't have time to sit there and they're not like us. We're coaching clients like, Oh, so how do you feel after your bench press workout? No, they're like, okay, I got 10 minutes with you. How can I make you not, not die? So people shit on doctors too much. Um, a lot of doctors just, they're dealing with the general population and they don't have the time to sit there and be like, my doctor didn't say shit about my diet. What do you want them to fucking do? They have 10 minutes with you. Do you yeah. want them to go over your, your fucking your meal one and meal two and meal three? You're eating McDonald's and Biscuitville. Okay. How about they're going to just, so that's why they give you the statins because they know that most, how many clients actually stick to the program? Like how many fall off the wagon in the first fucking week? Like probably 50 to 60%. If you're like every other coach I've talked to people aren't. And imagine if they don't have you as a coach, it's going to be a hundred percent. They're on the way to dude. I get to the gym. When I go to the gym at 5.00 AM McDonald's open at 5.00 AM. There's a line at the yeah. drive through dude. That's your average American. The doctor, he sees uh, probably 40 patients a day probably three, four and a half, probably four an hour, right? For eight hours a day. What is that? Let's say that's 40 people a day. He doesn't have time to be like, oh, well, are you eating oatmeal for meal one? No, he's like, oh, your cholesterol's high. Here's some fucking statins, go. And he's doing his job. He's making, dude, why are people, why is our life, why are people more unhealthy than ever? Yet our life expectancy, the average age of death from the vid, was freaking like 84 dude the eight so people are everybody keeps saying people are more unhealthy but yet the average life expectancy keeps going higher yeah i think everybody's going up but quality is probably going down who cares not their problem right a doctor's job is to make you not die the rest of it's up to you totally. so i hate we've... when people shit on doctors my doctor's doing the best he can he even told me he's like look man i deal with i deal with people who are not healthy that's it. And yeah. that's why who I remember my neighbor, my name, I had a gynecologist neighbor when I lived in North Carolina. And I remember I'm like, so uh, what's it like being a gynecologist? He says, I never see the good ones. People who go to the gynecologist generally have fucked up vaginas. They got to get their vagina treated. Like maybe they have a growth on there. Or they got some weird smell or discharge coming out. Same as with doctors, people like you and I who are healthy, we go, but where people who go to the gym, like I, I talked to a guy yesterday, like he's a healthy guy, 40s. I haven't been to the gym, I haven't been to the doctor in seven years. 
So like the healthy people are going to the doctor, man. The doctor, 99% of who he sees are just fat, unhealthy people. Yep. Yeah, it is what it is. made doctors' jobs really difficult because <laughs> it's you know it's like a it's like an assembly line at this point, right? Just so same yeah, thing. And, and if I know this guy is not going to eat whole natural foods, I'm giving him a statin. Mm. He's not going to the gym. I'm giving him a statin, and that's again, it's not the doctor's fault. It's society's fault for not taking care of themselves. If 99% of people who went to the doctor didn't have fucked up lipid profiles, we wouldn't even have to worry about statins. But now the doctor's like, well, I know this is going to prevent people from dying. So I'm going to give it to everybody because it's easy. It's an easy fix. If I know that I could put this, um, if I know that I could do a simple maintenance on my car for 30 seconds a day, that'll make it go for another two years. I'm going to do it. Totally. That's what doctors are doing. They're doing their, there's his job. He can look, he probably sleeps great at night. He's like, I gave five people statins today and they have a 30% less likely chance of dying. Yeah. Again, it's noble. Now when people then, but then when people like us go in there he's like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) What do I do? This guy works out. Yeah. Cause even look at the busiest gyms and then look how many houses are around them. It's not that busy. Like that's like 0.5% of your neighborhood, bro. That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So most people don't work out. Like even the busiest of busy gyms, man, everybody's working out. I'm like, have you not looked at, there's a high rise apartment. If you put everybody from that apartment building in this gym, there would not be there. It'd be over fire code. Yep. Perspective. Thought about that. (laughs) Gyms are not busy. Yeah. They're not busy considering the amount of population that doesn't go to the gym. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, for us, it seems like everybody trains because, man, the gym's really busy at 6 p.m. I'm like, that's that's like everybody. That's like that's like one floor of one apartment. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's like my cul-de-sac. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So it's all perspective. We think everybody's doing, we think that we're normal, but we're not. Hmm. People who work out are abnormal. They're not normal. They're just not like you're in the low percentile. You're very, very unique. You're, 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 you're not like anybody else. Hmm. Bro. I appreciate you spending time with me, man. This is your perspective on this stuff is uh, really, really valuable, uh, especially since you're not shy about sharing what you do behind the curtain, which uh, we need more of, man. I uh, appreciate that dude. So wait, where, what do you, what are you working on right now? What can people get from you or what's what's top of mind that people can connect with you on we sell outright bars it's oh yeah hey yeah outright bars are going to be at my live event dude we're yeah we're, yeah we're, we're sending packing. yeah yeah i'll just go ahead and send them today we have a fresh batch of cookies and cream we have actually um so we're in gnc and the good news is so we took some time we had some things to work out with the vitamin shop um they were our we're, we were the number one bar at vitamin shop but there were some things we needed to work out on not everybody's like a supply chain. No, it wasn't. We just had some, um, we just needed some time to figure things out. It was like a relationship. Good news is we figured it out and we'll be back in vitamin shop in June. Um, tigerfitness.com is my site. So that's our, we carry a ton of brands. Like I was telling you about the now foods and Um, my brands are MTS nutrition, ambrosia, pump chasers, um, 
And then we also have our clothing line. We have our own clothing press. For those of you, here's another thing, man. If you ever need shirts, I don't know if I told you this, but we have a uh, Birdman Creations. So we have no minimums. And we can, uh, yeah, yeah. So we actually have a clothing uh, print press. It's called Birdman Creations. And it's birdmandesigns.com. We handle a ton of high schools, music bands, gyms, restaurants. Wow. Um, there's no minimums. We print them. You print anywhere from 10 to 100 of them. We give you um, large quantity pricing too, because um, because we like because that's our our market. Our market is anywhere from 10 to 10,000 shirts. Awesome, man, dude, that's huge. We we uh, I know our company needs that. We've we've yeah. worked with a, a few different places. Some some have been good, but the minimums have been insane. Like we we have no minimums. Yeah, we just and, did a and, pretty big one, but we'll do another. Yeah, one. we and, and we don't mess around with the um. Like the, the, the pricing, the thing is, I, I don't understand it much. Cause it's, it's not like you're, you're not really making plates anymore. It's all digital. Yeah. So it's, it's it, a lot of these things don't make sense. I think they just do it cause it's, it's how they've always done it. But we saw the, the market opportunity and we do great quality and you know, we fast turnaround. So a lot of cool things, but yeah, I, I'm, it's about Dude, it. Mark Matt, I'm going to give you a plug. I'm going to give you a, a for real plug because, uh, your chocolate caramel, outright bars bro i'm a twix fiend just so you know like yeah I'm it's like a twix guy those things man they're so damn good and they become hard to hard to get so anytime they come available it, it, i'm probably the asshole that orders like 10 boxes <laughs> our, our packaging will be in next it should be next by, by or by beginning of march um it should be in we just um it sold faster than we thought we ran out of packaging crazy good best tasting yeah, protein bar i've ever had but they're far. they're gone in may so april is the last chance because we have to get rid of it for summer so may through october they're gone because they melt ah and okay I, and if i if i if i shipped them via only refrigerated trucks it would mean that you'd be paying like 20 bucks a fucking bar so we're, we're just gonna bring them for uh it's october october through may Okay. Value. So I'll, I'll order, I'll have to do the math, but whatever it'll need to last me till, uh, yeah. till October. Yeah, man. But, but I, I appreciate you having me, man, dude, you're the best, man. I, I would recommend everybody follow you for not just the fitness stuff, but I really think probably more than a lot of people these days, uh, you have a really balanced take on just all issues, right. Where you're able to see through, uh, we don't even have to say all the, the stuff, but see through some of the noise on both sides of most issues. Uh, everybody's so Appreciate tribal. That. We should yeah. be issue to issue, but you know, tribalism is the death of society in my opinion. Yeah. And especially nowadays, right. Where yeah. media and all the things that we, we pour our, our uh, attention into every day. It's so easy to become uh, for lack of a better term, a sheep. And I don't just say that about the liberals or the Republicans or whatever, but just like in general, we tend to just follow the person in front of us and whatever that loudest person is saying. I think it's really important to take a step back and really digest and dissect issues on a much deeper level, man. It's really, really important. Well, so I appreciate a, you. Be a leader. This. Be a leader is what I can like, Don't be a follower. There's obviously certain things you follow, but you know, always think for yourself and don't just agree with an issue because, you know, somebody on your team said it like, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, like the Democrats are very bad for that. But then I can say the same about MAGA people, you know, so at the end of the day, just be your own, have your own opinion on things. Don't just go by what other people tell you to think. Love it, bro. Appreciate you, man. We'll have you All back. Right, man. Of course, <laughs> of course, man. Have a good rest of your day. Appreciate you. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of the true transformation podcast. We really appreciate you listening and would love for you to review the show wherever you listen, whether that's on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, 
or another podcast platform. If you enjoyed the show, let us know. What, what else would you like to hear? What other guests would you like us to have on? We always take your feedback into serious consideration. As always, if you're looking for next steps, we do have resources for you. Just check the show notes or the description of the podcast for links on where to go next. We have everything from free resources to get you started on your fitness and fat loss process, or we even have coaching and paid programs if you're serious about going all in on your fitness. My name is Josiah Novak, and remember, life moves fast. Make it count. I'll talk to you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening.